Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that while we discuss our own thoughts and opinions, just remember we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Hey, guys. Um, we're here with our special Zodiac Academy books one through three episode we just tried starting this recording we got 20 minutes in and katie's internet basically was out so we're starting over yay (laughs) yay go my internet i like laugh so hard because this place i've never lost internet connection more times than i have been living here for like the past six months yeah they're like we always lose power here i don't know why (laughs) i do not understand it like she's I was like, she's leaving for vacation uh, on Friday, so we're pre-recording this. I'm like, we got to get it done tonight. Um, we got to get it done tonight. But here we go. We're jumping back in book one of Zodiac Academy, The Awakening. We get, it's like, it literally jumps right off, right? So like we were saying before, like, Tori and Darcy, like, both, like, both of their first chapters, Darcy's, like, breaking into a house and stealing something. Tori's robbing a bike and bringing it to, like, a chop shop. Lance is in, like, chapter number two. It, like, it literally, like, I know that people say that they had a hard time getting into it. And, like, book one, they say is, like, not good. Like, I was in it from no, the I was obsessed. Same. I feel like I read, like, five pages and I was like, this is my new personality. Like, yes, the Faye book posts were cringe. But that didn't bother. I, I'm cringe. No. It's same. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I, I think I liked the corniness because not for nothing, like, it was like I, it takes me back to like my high school days and when we were in high school like there was instant messenger at yep. AIM um you know there were Facebook posts that we used to do all the time because like there was no Instagram there was no like we didn't have iPhones like there weren't a thing so like posting and like having status updates like were our thing so yeah. it's, like it kind of like ta- like touches our youth a little bit which I could have appreciated but like yeah if I like go on my Facebook and I see like a time thing it's like 12 years ago, this is what you posted. I'm like, that's fucking disgusting. But like, you have to laugh about it because like, that's what was in back then. It's like, yeah, I know the Twisted Sisters are older than us. Not by much. No, I so think, I think Caroline's like my age. No, I thought they were like 35 to 38. Okay, I'm going to be 34. Oh shit, sorry. I can't laugh. But you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're in our age group, so I think that's why maybe if you're younger, it is still fucking cringe. But I think if you are our age group, yeah, you almost appreciate it because it's like, no, that was like totally us back then too. Yes, yeah, like- but I also like that they set the stage with the two girls automatically. Also about like, like you were saying this before too, like their living conditions, what they're like, what they need to do to survive. Like, they're Tori's definitely your super headstrong, rough around the edges girl, but both are rough around the edges because they've had to like fight to survive that's all they've done they've been passed on for foster care with foster parents and yeah. that's just like what they do and like it's the two of them literally against the world and, like they need each other need and want to be with each other to like survive and live and yeah. you see that automatically you see it like literally from like uh, from the beginning um from like legitimately i think from like chapter two you see that yeah um, and I also really like to like not not to cut you off like setting the stage with the sisters too like they're they're twins obviously and like 
twins that we know have like a connection. Like a lot of siblings have like serious connections. But I do like that their communication with one another, like they're so different, but at the end of the day, like they just want to protect each other. So, and it means Tori doesn't like something and she's going to do it because it's what like is going to protect Darcy. She's going to do it and vice versa. Right. So even though Darcy might be quote unquote, like, I don't want to call her the weaker sister because she's not weak by any means. I think just Tori is just so loud and outspoken and stubborn that she sometimes probably like takes a spotlight off of Darcy more so, but both would literally die and kill for the other. Yeah. That was, this is something that like has bothered me, I think throughout the series, like that people assume that Darcy's the stronger sister because she's more headstrong. That doesn't necessarily like that to me, like, I mean, Tori is very strong, but like her, she also has weaknesses, just like her, like Darcy is very strong in, in the ways that Tori isn't. And like, maybe Tori is more like physically strong, but I think Darcy is more like mentally strong and that's when it works so well together. Like you can't say, yeah. Like, like like Tori is so, Tori is too stubborn for her own good. Yeah. That'll be in the next podcast. (laughs) We will deep dive into that one. But you know, like sometimes you have, like I'm stubborn too. Like sometimes you have to sit back and be like, all right, let me let me take this all in for a minute and like see some other sides of something. You can't just you can't always be right and always put people down because yeah. of like that's what you think is gonna work to like get you where you need to go next. Like no, sometimes you need to like hear other people out. Yeah. I love too like just in general how this book it's like it like we just said, like it literally like started and it they didn't waste time like getting to no. the literally like by chapter three they're already at the academy they're already going through the awakening like we're meeting the heirs like basically like by chapter four like everything started so quickly and I mean it's book one of a series so there's a lot of world building and like you're learning the magic system but um that like Tori and Darcy don't know anything about this world either so we're learning it through their eyes yeah and this is not a spoiler but this is like I think people's issue with the From Blood and Ash series, which I love, so this isn't like a complaint, is that Poppy doesn't know anything about the world and she's constantly asking questions about it. It works in Zodiac Academy with them not knowing anything because they're in school. So they're being taught and it's almost like we're in class with them. Exactly. Whereas I think Poppy, it, it almost, I think I even said this to you too about From Blood and Ash, like, my gosh, she just won't shut the fuck up with questions. But like, but no shit. Like she's been sheltered for all those years. Like she meets, she's going to ask questions, but you're right. Yeah. I think it's the settings that kind of like level the playing field. Um, yeah. And I know we talked about this quickly in the other podcast. You're not going to hear because we lost our reaction, but um, <laughs> like Teresa was saying earlier too, which I think is a good thing to bring up is the book size. Like we know that we know the Twisted Sisters can write freaking books. Hence the reason why book eight is now not the end of the series. It's going to be book nine. Cause they just write, but you know, we've all read books, especially in fantasy series, where the book one's so thick, like, and if you don't like it, that kind of sucks, like, I don't want to read, like, an 800 book per page, because with book one's and two, book one and two really could be book one, again, as you said earlier, but I like that book one was shorter, so, like, you can kind of decide if you wanted to keep going, was the bullying too much, did you want to take a break and see what other people thought of book two onward, versus, like, hey, I'm 400 pages into an 800 page book, and I'm thinking about DNFing. Like, that's just a whole different feeling than just, like, I finished book one. Like, I might wait to see what other people have to say. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I love that I we said this before. Um, 
It's one through three. It's like less than a month that they're at school or maybe it's like it is like one month and like so much happens. So like we're getting we're going to class with them and we're learning about the different orders and the different I mean, like even just like the different zodiac signs they are getting their zodiac every day, like dear Gemini, whatever. Um, we're learning about like the magic system and like what it means to be like an earth elemental or an air elemental or whatever. Um and like I like I said, like the way it was done didn't make it feel like book one was just like an info dump. And I feel like we're like we also learn a lot about the characters in book one and it kind of sets up yeah. the hierarchy of them. Like we were saying, like even though the four heirs are supposed to be um all like even playing field, there's not supposed to be like one that's the leader. Like Darius takes it upon himself, I think, to be the leader. Uh no one ever questions him until the girls get there, they push back, and then Caleb eventually, um, and Lance eventually start questioning his. I mean, even very early on, like, Lance is obviously a supporter of Darius and wants to see him on the throne. And I think it's only him that he always says he wants to see on the throne, not the heirs. Um, yeah. And again, I could be wrong. But very early on, once he figures out, like, these Vega girls and, like, their strengths and, like, they hold all four elements and they're super strong, powerful beings. You find out their order. Like he sees like their determination, like their stubbornness to like, like they said from the get-go, like they just wanted their inheritance. That's why they came to the school. Like you had to finish the school in order to claim the inheritance. And then they were going to be happy. Like they didn't want the throne, but the more they kept getting pushed and bullied and shot down after the other, they kind of both turn around before almost fleeing. And they're like, nah, fuck this. Like we're still not taking, saying we're taking this, but we're going to fight back now like Lance really quickly kind of says like I could see the two sisters sitting on council with the boys like it's a very quick turnaround for him as well which is shocking especially he, as they're his guardian he's just a little simp for his girl uh, Darcy he's like you know she's actually strong and really smart and like she could probably run like rule very well and just because like all right just because Darcy and Tori like if they if they eventually go for the throne, because like we don't know, um, just because they're ruling Solari doesn't mean that the celestial heirs wouldn't have a place in like in Solari. Like their families were like worked with the king and queen. So it's not like they would be like overthrowing them and then like kicking them to the curb and now they're peasants. Like they would still be part of the government, they would still be advisors to the queens. So it's, like, hard for me to wrap my head around, like, how much bullying they're trying to do in the beginning to get them to leave when it's, like, and I get it. They grew up, like, their whole lives being told, like, this is, you're going to, like, you're going to rule, you're going to rule. And now all of a sudden these girls who've never, don't even know what Faye are, like, they just kind of just get, like, thrust into this world are going to take over. I get it. But let's not. I also thought it was very interesting, like, from the get-go, Daddy Acrox, right? He, like, he obviously knows about the Vega twins. They're at the school. The reason why, whatever, we're not going to get into that because we don't find that out yet. But, like, <laughs> Lionel's behind a lot of the stuff. Like, he's, like, you get a taste for him. And Darius does allude to, like, a lot of what he does is to protect his brother, Xavier. Like, even there's a scene where, like, that you find out Xavier's order. And, um, like, Lionel's talking about, like, killing him because, like, he doesn't fit into what, like, what the acruxes are like yeah. so you know he's a bad guy right from the get-go once you meet him but it's astounding to me that a lot of like what motivates the heirs comes from daddy acrux but like yeah. why like why not just like let these girls like coast and see what happens like 
why the urge just to get like it is just like let's just get them the fuck out of here and just say fuck it this way we're always protected like that's like so harsh so fast when they come from the mortal world into Solaria know nothing like right and and they're always like oh Faye fight Faye and it's supposed to be like yeah. like and like it's supposed to be a fair fight like these girls come in they don't know anything they don't know how to use their powers and these boys are like it's not a fair fight it's not a fair fight no I do love um and remind me to go back to this um the elements because we did talk about what we are what we want to be and like whatever the orders but I love how the girls I forgot about this they don't not that they don't like Geraldine Gross right from the get-go but they're not like itching to be her her bestie right away they're kind of like who is this girl stay away the ass what like no thank you and it isn't a little bit later until like they're like oh like she stands up for us like she's a cool ass chick like okay that will come around listen if that girl came at me like my first day of school I would be like I would hide I would run and hide she's like the uh, the equivalent to a female version of Seth but not as bad Seth to me again we said this earlier too like of the heirs I think T and I both agree that like we liked Caleb the best yeah, because he does kind of bark back at Darius when he feels like it, it's not like out of nowhere, like it's for a reason. Whereas like Seth to like me is like a stage five clinger, and I can't fucking stand it. Like he is too much. Like he he t- like he took pleasure in cutting off Darcy's hair. Like he's he like I don't know. I just can't stand him. And like he's too Seth, much in these books. Yeah, and I okay. Like listen, what Darius and Max did in the pool was way worse than cutting off Darcy's yes. hair. Hair will grow back. Way worse. Like, literally almost killed Tori. Um, But I think that what Seth did was a little bit worse because he, like, played with Darcy's emotions. Like, he pretended that he liked her. He, like, kissed her. He, like, you know, was asking her to the dance and wanted to spend time with her and was, like, playing with her emotions and, like, trying to gain her trust. Whereas, like, the other two, like, like, just, you know, attacked her, which is terrible. Um... But that, like, I, that's why I have such, like, an issue with, like, with Seth. I mean, Seth becomes a character that I do like in the future. Yes. But um, he was probably my least favorite heir, books one through three, 100%. Agreed. No, thank you. Like, Um, I've always felt bad for Darius because when you find out, you know, that uh, Lionel is, like, abusive towards him and like threatening like Xavier and like that's how he keeps Darius in line and like Darius is doing all these horrible things not because he wants to but because he's trying to protect his brother I can almost like feel for him where I feel like Seth's motivations were him just being an asshole literally him just being a complete asshole yeah and like, like there's just no reason for it like even Max I could understand a little bit because he's like a bastard child his stepmom hates him his stepmom wants his sister to be the heir like I feel like so there's more of like a family like dynamic where you feel pressure from your family to perform but like Seth is like loved by his parents um he's well loved amongst the like he's the alpha in like his like wolf clan like he has like this like love and support from other people the heirs love him and he's still just a fucking asshole yes it makes no sense he's a follower zero sense he's a follower books yes but he more he very much is um i lost my train of thought oh i really lost my train of thought well in Uh, i was gonna say in book one two we have the whole like the first nymph attack 
Yes. When they're at the bar. And that's Geraldine who's attacked. Yes. And I think that's kind of when they start to like change their tune about Geraldine. They're worried about her. They go visit her. Because at the end of the day, like she is a nice girl. They feel bad because they they told her they would meet her somewhere and then end up like not being there. Um, I also love like the interaction at the bar with uh, Lance, Francesca being there, and then Darcy. Yeah. Again, you start to feel like, call it tension but like like the chemistry that kind of lives between them and like he starts to cross like these I don't want to say boundaries but he definitely like alludes to things or he speaks to her like you know that there's something yeah a mutual attraction if you will um when he goes to like bite her and he's just like holding her by like the waist like you feel like you feel that tension and you just makes my little falls into the bathroom (laughs) It's just so good. It's so good. I do love also um, when I like that these girls always fight back. Like they're never held down. Like I think it's realistic a little bit because like obviously after being almost killed because you're drowned and like the hair being cut off, they're obviously down and out. Like yeah. who wouldn't be? Like anyone would be depressed and upset. Um, they do have some friends. Like they don't. That's not their home. Like they're not whatever. So they they think of fleeing. And I like that they come up with a plan together. And I think it's Darcy who's really like dead set on leaving at first. And Tori's like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's her. It could be wrong. Um, but then Tori goes to steal the gold from Darius because they need money. Darcy goes to steal the, the stardust. And I like that she does get caught because Lance kind of looks at her. He's like, you know, this does suck. But like, you're not the fae that I thought you were. And it's like, ooh, you know what? He's right. Because, like, they do fight back. So, like, it kind of changes their tune. They meet back together. And they both end up being, like, you know what? We're staying. Like, now we're going to fight. We're going to get, like, we don't know how to get even with power. But we know how to get even because we grew up on the streets and how to protect ourselves. And, like, we literally fought to live. And I love when you start seeing their long-term plans of, like, the fleas. And, like, like the, um, what's the poop they put on Max? The Griffin shit. Yeah, the Griffin shit. They put out, like, they somehow slowly all start to get these guys back, and it's so great. It's so good watching, like, the revenge, like, unfold. And like you said, like, how Lance is the one to instill that, like, strength in Darcy for her to be like, yeah, fuck it, we're staying. And, like, Lance is the one who's, like, supposed to be trying to help get them out. And he's just like, nah, like, you gotta stay, girl. Yeah. I mean, and then soon thereafter, too, he's sliding into her little DM saying, like, you have to delete these messages, but I'll show you, like, I'll help you how to get your hair back. And yeah. he does, like, and I love their messages. And then when he, when he keeps asking her, like, like, green or blue, like, what color are you going to pick? The blue means you like me. I was like, but yeah, like, we get, okay, so we get, we get the girls meeting um, the Daddy A. Crux and all the um, celestial counselors. Um, we get, Tori meeting Xavier in, in book two. We get the pool kiss, which was oh. I was up to. Um, but you also, right before the pool kiss is when, like, Darcy sees Tari, Tari, Darcy sees Darius being, like, beat by Daddy Acrux and, like, Lance is there to heal him. And that's kind of what starts, like, the whole thing of her and Lance, like, being alone together and, like, going to the pool and, like, getting a drink. Um... But, like, you get, like, a, I feel like book two, you get a lot more, like, book one is, like, world building, and, like, you're just kind of meeting the characters and, like, getting an understanding of how the world works. And, like, book two, you're getting, like, more of an understanding of, like, what's driving the characters. 
Um, and you get more, I mean, I love the whole Caleb and Tori like storyline. I think they're like very cute in the first two books. Um, but I'm always going to go back to Darcy and Lance. So like that pool scene. I was salivating. If that man pulled me into a pool, created an air bubble, dried me off, and he was just staying there in his black boxer briefs, I would have fainted. Yes. I wouldn't have been able to speak. I would have been in cardiac arrest. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like literally would have died. And then book two, we get our first pit ball match. And it's so good. Like, I forgot how much I loved reading the pit ball. Like there's like, it's like a, it's a long section. Like at the end of the book, yeah. it's so good. Like I want to go to a pit ball game. I'm wearing my Wait, pit shirt right now. Like, but like, we need to go see one. We need to go see one. Um, and then we have obviously the fight at the end and we have um, kind of their orders emerging at this point um because Darcy sees Lance and he's literally getting probed by a nymph and he's about to die and she says like she feels something like inside of her that she just cannot let him die and this yeah. like blue fire comes like out of her and like kills the nymph and then her and Lance like fight like back to back and they're just so like being sexy and killing each other and killing things and then the same thing happens with Tori and Darius Tori like and yeah you know, he like saves her in his dragon form then she saves him um and she has the same fire come out of her. And they're like, what the fuck was that? Uh, and we don't find out until I, at the end of book three, they, they say what book they three are. You find out. Yeah. yeah. Right at the end. They're like, oh, we're this. They were like, oh, we might, maybe we are like a special kind of dragon. We're going to be like the biggest dragons. I was like, I was, everyone's like, oh, I, I called that they were phoenixes. I was like, no, they're dragons. <laughs> I thought they were gonna be dragons too. Like I, I was not thinking phoenixes. Also, who, who thinks phoenixes? I wasn't thinking like. I also don't know the hierarchy of these monsters. Like I don't understand like who's better. Like what you want to be. And I was like, I like that they're phoenixes. Oh, I love that they are. I was just like assuming that they were gonna be like this special breed of dragon, just because like it would fuck with Lionel and Darius if they were like bigger, better dragons. So I was like, yeah, they're bigger, better dragons. Like. Duh, that's the, that's the obvious answer here. Um, but no, I mean, Ruthless Fay is is so good, but The Reckoning is like one of my favorites of the series. Like The Reckoning is things where yeah. things like took a turn like pot like positively for me. Um, and again, the end of book two to the end of book three is one week, which is just so baffling to me. So much happens. Like could. You- it just, like, makes me laugh because, like, once this ends, let's just pretend this is all real because obviously it is. Like, yeah. you have so much going on in your life for, like, I mean, so much. Like, like you said, this is a whole week. Imagine your week being that busy and then, like, over however many months slash years this is with the whole series. Like, when it's all said and done, they're not going to know what to do with themselves because they're not, like, fighting something or going after something like what is life afterwards it has to be some kind of chaos still yeah 100 percent. that's i think i think books one through five are one year literally like and it's then, so much and then like six and seven are one year so it's like we we like it's only really it's only been by the end of book seven two years but like years. by the end of book three it's been it's like been like two like a month okay. or two yeah a month or two. you're right a month or two it's just so fast for what is actually happening here. Um, wait, before we get too far ahead, 
what was your element? Oh, right. So they say that your element is your, like whatever your Zodiac sign is, is like you automatically have that. So I'm a fire element. And then I said, I'd also be air because Lance is an air element. And, uh, I would, you know, we can like blow wind at each other. <laughs> I'm earth due to being a Taurus. And then I definitely think I'd be like water also. I'm a water babe. I think water would be the cooler ones to have. Um, I mean, I think they're all kind of cool to have. Water I think they're all really cool. Earth, I think are like real, like water and earth, I think are, I think earth might be the coolest because you can like build things. Um, this is not a spoiler. You find out like in later books like that you can like build, like you can build stuff with the earth element because like everything is like made of something from the earth. So you can like create a house and like, um, I think in like Ruthless Boys, that's how like not uh, Gabriel like builds the house because he's an earth elemental. So he can like, you know, grab. I don't know. It's crazy. So I'm like, that's the most useful. The most powerful is probably fire because fire. it's fire. It's fire. Um, and like air is cool because you can create shields, uh, yeah. like things like that. And, and the same with water. Shield, like it can seriously do damage to people. Like it's a good protective. Yeah element to have as well so like I think they're all really cool they're all definitely cool um but yeah I would be fire and air so those are my elements and then we said that what order we would be like not what we would want to be but like realistically what we would be and we said we would be sphinxes because they recharge their power by reading so it would make the most sense for us we're being (laughs) smart people here I mean I'm not saying that we're smart we don't read intellectual books but not at all if I can, but our imaginations have definitely gone to like extreme since we've been reading, like we've been reading. Yeah, if I can recharge my batteries by by reading, like I would always have energy. You'd be fucking charged. You'd be like overcharged. <laughs> I probably would be. Um. All right. So book three, the reckoning. We get the lunar eclipse is coming, and everybody is super horny. Okay, everybody is horny as fuck. And nobody's hornier than Darcy Vega. <laughs> no one. That girl dyes her hair blue. She's like ca- kind of sexed. I mean, she's been sexed, Lance. She like, basically sends him like a U up text, and he's like, I'm studying. He sends her a picture, and he's like bare chested with like a freaking nerd book on him. And I'm just like sweating over here. And then, and then she like shows up at his house. And like his reaction to her showing up is so funny to me. Like it's so cute. He just like doesn't say anything. And then she's so like, yeah, she's like starting to like get like self-conscious. Like, I shouldn't have come. Like, what was I thinking? And she like tries to leave and he stops her. And she's like, do you want me to leave? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, and he kept, he keeps like answering no. She's like, is that all you can say? And he's like, no. And now he's like laughing. And then he's like, can you give me a minute? Like one minute I'm laying in bed and the next minute, like you're here. And I like wanted you here. I just think it's so cute too. Cause like there's an age gap. There's like what? Like an eight year age gap? Six years pictures so not nothing big or extreme but like it's an authority figure with a student so you think that like he's 27 I thought 26 or 27 okay so it's an eight year so but like again that's that's a big gap so you think like maybe like an older man like he'd have more like confidence when like this like this girl he's been swooning after like at her door like nope I love it I love that he's so like I I feel like deer in headlights that's like what I sense Yes. And we like, we only like really know about him like dating in the past Fran, but they're like best friends who like have fooled around like a little bit. Like he seems pretty, like 
he seems pretty much like uninterested in like anything or anybody like that's like his whole personality is that he's like um he wanted to be a, like a professional pit ball player he gets um basically like assigned to be Darius's guardian without his um consent consent yeah. <laughs> all the above and miserable and like all he does is like drink and like bully kids right he like hates that he has to be there like whatever he gets like no joy in life and he finds Darcy and like she brings him happiness and, like, he can't believe that he's lucky enough to have, like, even the small bit of happiness. Doesn't just make you want to cry. It really does. My poor face. Oh, I love him so much. And, like I said before, like, I understand why people, like, love Darius and, like, love the heirs. But Lance, like, agree, never. Had, yeah. yeah. Lance, like, never had to bully them or, like, really put them, like, put them down. Like, he, like, he basically, since the beginning of book two, was, like, kind of on Darcy's side. Like, that's why I think I just love him so much because I never had to get over him being mean to her to like love her. Yeah, I feel like we were both for definitely team Darcy and Lance from the get-go. Like without question. <laughs> yes, literally without question. Um, and then he does the um okay, so prior to them having sex, they have like the sex ed class and cardinal magic that he's like running. And he's like fucking with her so bad. He keeps giving her the peach to practice on and she keeps it keeps exploding and he's like dying, like laughing. He's like, do it again, here's another peach. And she's like, Can you like leave me alone? And he's like, Nope, do it again. Nope. And she just keeps exploding the peach. And then when he get when she gets to his house and they're about to have sex, he like does it for her. Like yes. I love a man who's all about control. You know what I mean? Yeah. He knew what was up. <laughs> um, one more thing about the two of them. Um, before I started, I, like, saw videos of people being, like, it's disgusting. He's a professor. He's, like, you know, sleeping with a student. Um, like, he's, like, in a position of power and he's taking advantage of her. In like in life, like in normal life, yes. Like if we're talking human realm, one hundred percent. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's a little like they're not far. Like the, the age gap doesn't bother me that much. Twenty six and eighteen, like weird and weird in real life, but not that crazy. But this is a fantasy book, and anybody who has an issue with Darcy and Lance better have an issue with Resand and Feyre, and they better have an issue with like. Literally every single fantasy couple, not just Lance and Darcy, because Reese is in a position of power over Feyre, and he fucks with her, and he manipulates yep. her, and we fucking love him, all right? So if you're going to say shit, do love him. better say shit about Reese too, and that is my rant. And I love them both. Don't say shit about either of them, okay? <laughs> you're going to hurt my feelings. Girl, you good? Girl, you good? I'm off, my, I'm off my soapbox now. We can go back to talking about... I mean, also, I mean, yeah, whatever. We age gaps. We're talking about right now. Zodiac Academy is what we're here to talk about. Um, I also love that, like, during the eclipse, like, washer. He's just so slimy. He's so slimy, but I think he's so funny. He is kind of funny, but he's like, I know, like, you get like a scene where they're at the pool, and he's like, the the things he, what comes out of his mouth and Geraldine's mouth to me are just golden nuggets they're just great and like you have to cackle at them there's like who's good to pass up when you realize like because at first I'm like Geraldine I'm like oh my god I would I would run from her if I met her in real life like 
if that if like I was just like going to the cafeteria my freshman year and some girl was like, oh my god, like I'm your biggest fan. I'm doing that's her voice basically in the audio books. I would run away. But the more you get to know her, the more you realize like how lovable she is. And then you meet her, you meet her dad in the movie. Hamish is like a friggin' doll, like a gem. Angel. Yeah. And Wait, I also love that Geraldine Gruss finds herself in um Max Regal's bed. And uh, I love when he's like, and I love that when he wakes up, he's like, yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this again. We're gonna get her to hit one more time. And she's like, ew, no, you slippery salmon. Like, I'm <laughs> out of here. <laughs> I gotta get my buttery bagels and like get the bacon twin set up. Like that was a one night like thing where like I lost my sense of self and like that'll never happen again. Like I love that she like turns him down. It's so good. Yeah, she's like, oh no, I was just trying to fuck. <laughs> Yeah, like that's it. See that uh, <laughs> But then you get like, okay, so all through this book, you get Tori and Caleb, and they're playing their like little hunting games, which I think are cute. Towards the end, right before the fairy fair, after the reckoning, so after the girls go through all their trials and they succeed, which like the reckoning trials to me were like also so fun to read. Um, yes. There's yeah. a big fair, and um. Lance and Darcy are like Darcy's mad at him because he didn't like stick up for her and her sister like uh with something with Darius. I don't know why I can't remember. Anyway, right? This right, right, right. yeah. in three. Um anyway, so all the boys like they put it together, they're like, these girls have been fucking with us. That's what it is. Yeah, Darius like realizes it's they they okay. So Tori, when she steals the gold, she finds the knife, the Yes, the shadow, like that shadow knife. The shadow knife, right. It's called something like, whatever, not important. Oh, if I would remember. <laughs> and she carries it around with her, like, for protection. Anyway, long story short, they find uh, Darius and Lance doing their shadow magic. Tori, like, the knife is, like, telling her to cut herself, she cuts herself, whatever. So they figure it out. Darius, like, this bitch is the one who broke into our room and stole all my shit. Um, and that's, like, kind of, like, when, like, Darcy gets mad at... Lance for like not standing up for them because like Darius attacks Darcy. That's I think when he like goes to like choke her. That's right. And that's when Lance put Darius right back in his place after the twins leave. Right. After. So, so, and then Lance asks Darcy, he's like, I need you to get close to Diego and I need you to find out like information about his uncle. Um, and so she goes to the fairy fair with Diego. Lance sees them leave. Lance then is like a jealous little boy, which like, you told her to do this. Like, she's following your rules. So he calls up Fran, and they go to the fair together. And then, like, they're, like, circling each other. And he's, like, he's being a dick. Like, I was getting mad at him. Um, basically, all he had to do was apologize. He does this, like, whole crazy thing. They end up in his car, though. You know, they make up. And he puts the crown on Darcy's head. That's just, we've seen a moment for that. And I feel and like that's also when he starts thinking to himself, like, yeah, like, again, like he's tr- he's true blue to Darius, like, so, like protecting Darius, like wants Darius on the throne. But then legit says to himself, like, I-, I wish I could tell Darius, like, you you should find a way to work with these girls. because They'd be a great asset. Yeah. To the court, to, like the throne, like everything. Like he could see them, all three of them working together. Yeah. So after they have like the sex in the car and he puts the crown on her head, they have a conversation. And Darcy says, um, wait, hold on. She basically says, like, like 
I've been like feeling something and I feel like you're going to think I'm crazy. And he's like, I like crazy. And she's like, promise me that you won't laugh. And he's on the stars. And she says, when we were in that battle and you were about to die, I felt compelled to save you. Like if I didn't, a part of me would die too. And ever since then, that part of me is getting stronger. Like it's become this tangible thing that lives in me. I've never been a jealous person before, but when I sit, saw you with Francesca, it's like I turned into an animal with nothing but basic instincts. I told you it was crazy. And he's like, good. I feel that too. So like I wrote in the book, like, well, like when I was like going through it, I wrote like mates question mark because like the draw that are getting little breadcrumbs. Yeah. I'm like, the, I'm like the breadcrumbs are there, right? Like they're eventually going to become mates. Like that's my prediction. Um, even and, like the typical thing you're saying, like when they were attacked, like she yeah. felt compelled to not let him die. Like what? Right. Like, I mean, I can understand like, oh, I like that guy. I want to save him. But like, she like feels like this like visceral reaction to it. Yeah. And then we have Caleb at the same time with Vittori happening, like same timeline, but different chapters, obviously. He's supposed to like scare her, like take her like up the mountain, like pretend like they're going to the fair together. And then like instill like fear into her because now he knows that they've been the ones with the Pegasus. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he like a little bit scares her and then they end up like, having sex and he takes her to the fair and they do like the whole like scary haunted house thing and it kind of backfires i think in darius's mind because darius is like oh go be mean to her and he and caleb's like sure fine and then it backfires because they end up like fucking having a time anyway i also think caleb in the midst of all that's kind of like also internal debating and saying to himself like we kind of deserved it he so, says it. i mean like did we expect them to not retaliate yeah like what like yeah they're not gonna lay down and like let us like walk all over them and i think that's Again, like even Darius's reaction when he finds out that Tori was the one who stole the gold, I just thought it was like so ridiculous. Like you physically almost killed some, you've almost killed her, and like now you're just gonna be that pissed off that your gold got burned and like your room got destroyed. Yet you got a new one. I mean, yeah, like it's upsetting. Like, and then he was like, "But you made me turn against Milton because like, like I understand the reaction, but I think it was just so overboard." And Lance again, when the twins leave, kind of is like, "Yo, dude, like." Like, what did you think that they were going to do? Like, just, like, let you get away with this? Like, he, like, and then he even said, like, you almost killed, Dar like, Tori. Like, you've done all these things. Like, you didn't expect anything? Yeah. Like, like, like even when he goes to Choker, he's like, way to be, like, your dad, dude. Like, you're doing yeah. everything you always said you wouldn't do. Like, like, chill out. Lance even at one point, like, says, he's like, you didn't see, like, what, like, what conditions they were living in. Like, you don't understand, like, how important it is for them to be here to get this money because they don't have shit. Like, when they, if they leave... They are on the streets. Like, he's like, you don't understand. Like, and even like, like, Darius does say, like, I kind of, I kind of get it, but like, he clearly still doesn't understand. Like, he's come from this ridiculously wealthy family. I cannot wait to get to the part, though, when they do see where they come from. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, not a big spoiler. Like, it's obviously got, like, it's not like it's going to change the storyline if you haven't read ahead. As the smallest detail in one of the books but it's it, just I think it's something that's just so humbling to them and I think it's good for them yeah. to say like you have no idea what you all been living in versus what these girls have been living in um no 100% we also get in these books um the motorcycle race like I like when like Tori and Darius are getting along but like he always fucks it up somehow he does he really oh. screws up every time one little thing always fucks it up. He doesn't know how to handle his emotions like whatsoever. 
Um, and then, okay. So at the end of the reckoning, like he said, he's like, Oh, like big party, everyone in the hat. He sends it to the entire, uh, fire house, um, Ignis house. Sorry. Um, and he sends it to everybody and like Darcy responds to him like one-on-one and it's like, Oh, like what should I wear? And she like, kind of like sends him like a picture of her, like her bra and underwear, like as a joke, she's in like rain boots and like whatever. And he like comes, like he like ends up coming downstairs right like he like doesn't respond and then he comes downstairs but Darcy's there and they're like himself at his door yeah yeah and he's like well she's like everyone's like what is Darius doing here and then they have like a connection on the beach and they're like drawn to each other and then fucking daddy Acroc shows up yep daddy Acroc daddy fucking Acroc shows up and he uh Darcy's with Lance and they like basically bind them and then bind Tori and Darius um so they're unable to like use any magic or whatever they bind them with the shadows they do that whole ceremony to like unleash the shadows um which is what they tried to do with lance's sister clara but it backfired and she died um but we find out that the girls are phoenixes so the bindings and the dark coercion don't last on them that's basically how book three ends right like with them being like they burn through the dark coercion. And Daddy Acroc thinking that they're harpies because he didn't fully see yes. them. Like, he, he just made the mistake in the quick assumption. So, they're, yeah. like, Lance is like, we have to let people believe this. Like, you can't let your orders emerge. Um, it leaves off at a really good spot. And it made me really want to download book four immediately listen. And, like, I like that you also get the perspective of, like, Lance kind of being like, I feel so bad. Like, this is never supposed to happen to them. Like yeah. they weren't supposed to be here. Even Darius, I think, is almost like this is this isn't good. Like we need to like work together. This was never supposed to happen to them. But also like I think he was gonna fight back a bit more with his father. But then uh, Daddy Crux kept saying like, well, if you don't do what I tell you to do, then Xavier dies. So then of course he's like hands up, thrown back. And and Darius and Tori does like I get that because I would do anything for my sister. But at the same time too, of course she's upset because it's like well here we are again in the same situation where we're not going to get anyone to help us yeah and and that's like that's where like what I struggle with the most with Darius as a character is because I understand his motivation to want to protect his brother agreed but I don't think that the way that he decides to go about it is the right way like and again I'm like I'm just we say this all the time like I feel like I'm very like level-headed and thinking and like I'm also just a very trusting person. I'll tell you my entire life story like the first time that I meet you. Like I'm like I'm just open and like very personal. And I just think like if it was me, <laughs> if it was me, if I was Darius, um okay. I would be, you know, I understand in the beginning like not wanting to be friends with them and like feeling pressure to have to do something, but I'd be like, "Listen, like you don't you don't understand like where I'm coming from like even after, even say like they did like the first drowning thing and then like he's like realizing that he doesn't want to be this person. I feel like they could have worked with the girls to like come up with some idea on like how to, for them, for all of them to get what they wanted, right? At this point, the girls don't want to become like the heirs to Solaria. They just want to get through school and they just want to get their inheritance and like be like disappear. Yes. So I feel like if the heirs were just like girls, like, let's come up with a plan where like maybe it looks like we're bullying you but like we're not or like maybe like you guys like yeah. fail if you like you know don't perform well in some classes like we don't have to you know treat you this way I don't know I feel like there was like a way that they could have all worked together <laughs> teamwork 
dream work. Yeah. <laughs> Teamwork makes a dream work. I mean, wouldn't be much of a story, but I'm so with you. Like, oh, there's also you know, like stupid teenage boys. Like, I mean, and I know like Lionel probably would know for a fact if like things were happening or not, but like, you're right. Like, okay, if you, they went down the rabbit hole, maybe doing some of the bullying things and then had like the epiphany of like, what are we doing? This is not what we wanted. Like, even after like the first book, they could have changed their tune, like you're saying, and just easily been like, you know what? Like, you do what you guys gonna do. Like, we won't be like we don't be friends. We won't torment you. Right. We'll we'll still kind of put like put this like persona out that we're obviously better than you. But like, if you want your money, we'll let you have your money. Just like stay out of our way. Yeah. Or like here, we'll give you like what like what's your inheritance? Like we we have money. We'll give you like X amount if you guys just leave school and go like live somewhere. They'd probably be like, okay. Like you never know. But like, again, like I'm surprised that like once like, they learn, once Darius, le- you're right. Actually, it's a great point. Like once Darius learned that they came from nothing, like why not like talk to the earth? Like should we just bribe them? Like do we offer them X? Like it may have not worked, but they don't even try bribing the girls to leave. No. That'd be my first thing. Like that's literally takes the least amount of effort. <laughs> literally, and they have enough money to spare. Yeah. Like when when Darius finds out at the fair that. Tori was donating money and he was being a dickhead about it, like thinking that it was like for something stupid. Um, and then come to find out, like he figured out like what it was for and all that stuff. Like he called his whatever and was like, Hey, like put all this money towards this and like, blah, 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 blah. blah. Like it was like nothing. Like I, I wish, <laughs> like I wish that could be my problem. Yeah. No, like these boys have enough money. Um, they, they could have tried to bribe the girls. That's, that was, I, I would have done that. I've been like, do you want money? And then you just go away and I don't have to do anything. Like the easiest route, the better in my opinion. Agreed. Also, I know this is like kind of going backwards, but like, and I know we said this earlier, I remember when we first read this, we were both addicted. And of course, after the fact, we both, we both love the series. Like we, we adore the series. I forgot just how addicting that one was. Yeah. Like it's literal crack to me. Like, like I don't know I, what they sprinkle in here, but it is just, I want to, like, devour it. Whatever they put in these books, put it into a needle, inject it straight into my bloodstream. Everyone needs to feel what we are feeling when we read, or whatever. I feel like everyone who loves these books feels the same exact way as you and I. Yes. Like, like we need to make it in pill form. <laughs> like, I, something, please. I think, I don't know if we said it during our failed recording or in the beginning of this one, how people, like, don't love the first book and they're like you have to get through the first book until like you can like really start I was hooked immediately yeah. immediately immediately like, literally I like you t- you text I'll never forget like you texted me because I was still like on the honeymoon at this point and you're like I just finished book one and I'm fucking obsessed I'm in, like I'm in love I've never felt this way like I have to continue and I remember being like how do I stop my honeymoon and read and I got COVID so that that did it for me but you know what I mean like it was like but yeah like I feel like I literally vividly remember being on the couch in Vermont spoiler Tom's parents had a house in Vermont so that's where we went to go quarantine because we were living with Tom's parents at the time that I had COVID after coming home from the honeymoon so we went there so no one else would get it anyway I remember being on the couch and literally just not moving and just going on my Kindle and just like literally blowing through those books because we did nothing up there it was so good even now, like, re- like we're because we're doing the audio now, and we did not give a nod to the Bordeaux in this podcast, <laughs> this recording, who are literally fantastic. So if you, if you are, if, even if you don't like, if you're afraid to listen to audiobooks, you can't pay attention. I definitely recommend giving anything that the Bordeaux do a chance because they are phenomenal. Even with multiple points, you know exactly what the voice is like if you're like I said earlier too like if I got out of the car and then I came back in a little while later I was like wait where, where's I at 
I can hear the voice. I'm like, oh, it's Seth. Like, oh, nope, this is Darcy. Like, they do a really great job. Um, I had a point. I lost that point. They do such a good job that, like, it, they're e- it's like an easy book to listen to. I think that's where you were going. Okay. It, yeah, like, you can't help but love the audio of this as well. Yeah, no, I mean, there was like literally no shot that I was going to have time to reread these. And I say no shot. I think that I reread, I think that I read books one through six, I think I said before, in like eight days, the first time around. Book seven took me two days, but like all I did was read when it was book seven. Like that was like 12, almost 1200 pages. Um, and I stayed up till midnight. Yeah. When I read it, went back to sleep. Because by the time I woke up, I think at like eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday, I guess it was over the weekend that it came out, right? Mm-hmm. You were already like 50% into the book. I was like, bitch, I'm just starting. What are you talking about? No, I still, yeah, I, I stayed up till midnight when it down. So I downloaded onto the Kindle at midnight on Friday. I stayed up till like 3 a.m. reading. I fell asleep. I woke up at seven and like I read from like seven, like I read for like 12 hours straight. I think like took like a, like a break just to eat. And then I read again till like 11 and then I woke up the next morning. So I woke up Sunday morning at 6 a.m. And I finished it by 10 a.m. Honestly, spoiler, not a spoiler, public service announcement to everyone listening. It's really hard to be friends with Teresa when she does shit like this because I don't read like that. <laughs> so she's like, where are you? I'm like, bitch, I'm still back at 25%. She's like, I finished. She can you hurry up so we can discuss? I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, that's, that's what do you mean? It was... Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, like, I just, I didn't want to get spoiled on TikTok. So I was like, I have to bend. Nope. Okay. Nobody was going to, like, nobody spoiled anything. Like, I think it was, like, weeks before I saw, like, anything that, like, didn't have a spoiler warning. One. Two, like, I could have given, I could have finished it in four days and there still wouldn't have been spoilers. Like, I didn't have to finish it in like 36 hours you know what I mean like that was just mental and I was so worried about all the characters which again we're not going to talk about book six until December I mean book seven until December but she did the same thing with Crescent City too so don't let her fool you people (laughs) she lies (laughs) I know again I remember walking around the house like I have to finish this because Teresa doesn't want to talk and that's not what we weren't close with Mary at all so it was just literally me and you oh for ZA yeah like I remember literally putting because then because obviously there wasn't an audio version of it, but you can listen through Alexa. So if I wasn't reading, I was listening on the Alexa just to try to keep up when I was like cooking or doing something just so I could be like I don't I don't think I finished that far past. I think I finished Sunday night. Yeah, like maybe an eight hour difference, but still I was like I must perform. I'm sorry, but. Okay. I don't care. If you've read them and you don't have time for a reread, the audio versions are 10 out of 10. Definitely recommend. If you have no interest in rereading, we still recommend um, the audio versions of anything else Bridget and Jacob done, which includes like Harlan Quinn crew and like a lot of the Twisted Sister series are narrated by them. Um, And we give them shout outs all the time because we love them that much. Uh, So this is, yeah, like I cannot like... After finishing The Reckoning, I, Katie and I both had to stop ourselves from jumping into book four, um, Shadow Princess, because like it's just so good that I want to keep going. But I know we're not recording for a little bit. And I, I think I got like maybe 30 minutes in. And I was like, I have to stop because you said it perfectly. I don't want to. It all starts to blend. Yeah. So I didn't want to start bringing things up 
and being like, oh, that's the wrong book. So like, I, I listened, I listened to you. I was like, no, she's actually right. I have to stop. But now I get to start back up. I know. Yeah. Our second episode for books four and five is going to be um, end of November. I think it's the fourth Wednesday. I think there's five Wednesdays in November and it's the fourth Wednesday. It's going to be 1123. I do have our calendar made. Right before um, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, we'll do books four and five. And then books six and seven, we will post, I believe, the week before um, book eight. It's going to be on December 7th. And book eight releases on the 11th, which is the day before my birthday. So happy birthday to me, Zodiac Academy book eight. Seriously. They should. I'm so glad. Put me in the book as a birthday surprise. They should. Honestly, I don't know what they're thinking. They should really reach out. You should get your own character and everything, too. Um, On the 11th, you said? Or the 12th? The 11th. It's a Sunday. I'm happy that, like, thank you. Thank you, Twisted Sisters, because book releases on a Tuesday are just sometimes a little hard. You know, they, I wish I would release it on Friday, though, again, because then you have two full days to read it. Like these books, people are going to want to sit down and read and not work. I mean, I took my I have my birthday off. Um, we're also on the ARC team and I took off Thursday and Friday because I'm like, if we get it that week, I'm not I'm, I can't work. I like with the ARC team for them that they don't give it to you that early on. I like they only give it to you a few days before release because, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's great when you get it a little earlier and then you can help promote it. But, like, it's really hard sometimes not to promote something and then not spoil things. And you want to spoil things before other people even get the chance to read it. So, like, I do like that they only release it a few days beforehand so you don't really have that opportunity. But, like, I hope they release on that Thursday because I think all Friday, Saturday, I'm going to do it green. I know. I'm just excited for the whole thing. Um, I cannot wait. I'm trying to think of any feelings about it being moved to like not just book eight, but book nine. So as long as I don't have to wait a year and as long as they wrap everything up that I need them to, I'm fine with it. I think that we'll probably get book nine before summer of 2023. I don't think we're going to have to wait a full year. Um, I just like want... I'm only like disappointed because like I need like I want everything to just like be like whole and perfect and I need that happily ever after for everybody. I don't want to say like I need that happily ever like I emotionally like I cannot deal with waiting a year. Like I can't deal with cliffhangers and then waiting another year. Like mentally, physically, like emotional well being is not okay. Not good at all. Well, that's my only issue with it. Like, I'm not going to complain about, like, getting more Zodiac Academy. I fucking love Zodiac Academy. I'll read 14 more books, but, like, only happily ever after. <laughs> I agree. I felt the same way, too. I was like, you know what? I can't even be mad about this because, like, it just doesn't, I mean, it's not ending. Yeah, like, I, there's, like, again, no spoilers. We're not going to talk about what happened in, like, the last few books. But so much needs to get wrapped up still that I think that it wouldn't, I think it would have been like a kingdom of the fear issue where I would have loved it, but it would have felt like just like, like kind of like like a dump of information or kind of just like a, now we're here, now we're here, now we're doing this. Like I would rather them take their time and like tell the story correctly instead of like cramming everything in just because they have to and like doing a disservice to the series. Like I don't want it to be a Game of Thrones issue where they're just like, oh, here, here's the last book. Like. And like nothing makes sense. Gotcha. Exactly. 
Like, I wish Game of Thrones was three more seasons so we could have gotten the ending that we deserve, not, like, the ending thrown at us because they were like, oh, we're only doing this many seasons. Here you go. Yeah. I'm get over it. That was terrible. That was an awful season. It was a good season, but it was a bad season. But I will be. I they I will fly to London, England. I will fly to England. I will find the, these girls. If if anything bad, like, I okay, I read enough of their series. I'm not worried about... I'm not worried about any of the characters. I know that everybody's going to get a happily ever after, at least like the core four. Um, but I just don't want Lance to have to deal with any more tur- turmoil. I will fly to England. I will buy a one-way ticket because I will commit murder and I will be imprisoned over there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so good. Uh, I'll come with you because I'll help you dispose of bodies. <laughs> I'll be calling Katie from an England, an English prison, being like, "You need to come bail me out right now. I committed murder." I'm on my way. Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't know what I'm gonna do to get you out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like when you, I think once you learn what they all kind of go through, we don't really have Lance's story yet. And that's no. when your heart starts to hurt a little bit. Yes. But I'm excited. I'm excited for. I'm excited to get back into four and five. Four and five um, are two of my like. They're four and five. Okay, four. I'm trying to say so that like no spoilers. Obviously, I don't. Know, I don't want to keep saying this. We're not spoiling anything. Four and five to me, like four, five, and six. I think are the most heartbreaking of the books. The end of seven is the worst cliffhanger, but the book leading up yeah. to the cliffhanger is so good. Yeah. And then you get, and then you get into the last 10% and it's like friggin' like multiple stab wounds, but books like four, five, and six are utter turmoil to me. You're getting punched at every corner. Like there is like, there is like very little to be happy about in any of those books. I think book five was the book that I actually had, a, when I stopped reading it, I think I texted like, I need a break. And I'm, just, I'm hurt. And I was All like, that, that's a good place to stop for a minute. Yeah. Five hurt the most for me. Um, it was just like my like my jaw hurt. Like my jaw hurt after reading five. Because I like, I don't cry. Like I just, I clench and I get headaches um, when things are stressful. And that book stressed uh, me out. So I'm looking forward to doing four and five next month. I'm just not looking forward to the turmoil that I'm going to feel while doing it. I'm hoping because we've been through it, it's not going to be easy still, but we know the other side. I know what, yeah, I know, I know how we, I know. I'm going to continually remind myself that as I torture myself by re-listening to these, so. I know, it's just so hard. Um, It is so hard. Final thoughts on books one through three. I think I put books one and two at both like a 4.5 when I first Mm -hmm. read them. Um, book three to me was like a slam dunk five. Same. That's literally my exact ratings for them too. And I felt the same way as you. Like I knew the minute we're very similar. It's not like I'm copying her, I swear. But like I have my own thoughts. But like it's we are very similar with our reading and what we like. Like I felt just like you too. The minute I started book one, like I knew it was an instant. Like you were gonna like this. It. I didn't need any build up. I need to get through book one. No, like I I liked it right from the get go. Yeah. No, same. Um, I mean, anybody who doesn't like these, I'm sending you to a mental institution because these books are so fucking good. So good. Like, yeah, or people who say they like Ruthless Boys better. I think I know why people say that, though. It's just because there's no torturing of the soul. I would say, 
every like I loved Ruthless Boys. I read Ruthless Boys at the end of December. So I started Zodiac Academy October 31st. And obviously book seven came out December like 18th or whatever around that time. So by the end of that, you know, a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I started Ruthless Boys on Christmas on Christmas. Um, or the day after Christmas I started because I got COVID that week um, between oh, Christmas and New Year's. So I read all Ruthless Boys between Christmas and New Year's Day, which is kind of crazy. But everyone was like, oh, the cliffhangers. And like, yeah, they were like, the cliffhangers like were not, they weren't great. Like some of them were like kind of stressful, but I never, um, I didn't feel like sick over them like I did about the, the cliffhangers in Zodiac Academy. So I think that people probably like Ruthless Boys better because it's more of the romance and less of like less plot, more romance. And this is more plot, less romance. You still get some stuff going on, but like yeah. it's not, no, it's, it's not, not ZA level stuff. Like Ruthless Boys is a wide choose. So it's one girl, four guys. So a lot of it is the romance and like the spice and the plot, like, um, and like less of the plot, um, Zodiac Academy, I think, is very plot-based, but you still get the good, like, I mean, the romance is, like, what I love about it. Uh, yeah. And that's all that, I mean, just I more read it later. I, I forget when I read it, but, like, same. I mean, I still enjoyed it, um, but to me, oh. the I take the cake. Yeah, no, I still, I love Ruthless Boys. I gave them all between four and five stars. Like, I just, yeah, Zodiac Academy is, like, top tier. Like, I could live without Ruthless Boys. If you took my Zodiac Academy, like, away from me, I'd revolt. I'd revolt. Take, just rip my heart out. Zodiac Academy, Akatar, and the Addicted series. Those are, like, my top three series. Oh, my God. So funny. But I never read the Addicted series, so I can't say the same. But ZA is definitely top. And same, same with Akatar. I loved Akatar. It just hold like, they just, they're, they're not the, they're not they the whole different spot, yeah. It just like holds like oh god, it just it makes me ha- they make me happy. That's it. So like we said, we're gonna post the calendar. Um, this will be, I say that we're gonna post the calendar tomorrow, but technically when this airs, it'll be we'll last week. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so we'll post that. Uh, like we said, books four and five will do at the end of November, right before Thanksgiving. And then six and seven right before the release of book eight. And if you guys have comments, questions, concerns, as always, message us, email us, send a carrier pigeon. Yeah, and we can respond. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to us. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at thebff.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers.